the scriptures say that, that we were uh, made from dust and to dust we shall return. And there was a little boy that was in Sunday school. And, and, and the teacher said, told him the scripture that we were made from dust and to dust we shall return. And the little boy repeated that and said, is this what you're saying, teacher? And the teacher said, yes, it is. And he looked under his desk and he said, well, there's somebody either coming or going under my desk. <laughs> Please hear these words from Genesis chapter 1. Then God said, let us make humankind in our image according to our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over the cattle and over all the wild animals of the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps onto, upon the earth. So God created humankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. Let us pray. Dear God, I thank you for the word that you have given to us. I ask God your blessings to be upon this word as, as, as the sermon goes out, God. Let me have the words that you would have me to say and let them fall on the ears that you would have them to fall on. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen. In the image of God. We are created in the image of God. Now, that doesn't mean we are made in God's image. There's a difference, okay? We are created. What part of us is created in the image of God? What part of us is like God? We don't see God as a human form. We don't see God in a body. We see the spirit of God. God is a spirit, and our spirit was created to be like him. Our spirit was created to be like God. I loved it when Candy asked the kids, do we all look alike? What does it mean we're created by God? Do we all look alike? That we're created in his image. And they answered, no, we don't all look alike. You know, even identical twins have a difference. There's something different about them. Moms can usually tell the difference. Sometimes, most of the time, they can tell a difference. Sometimes they may get a little bit confused and feed one three or four times and let the other one go hungry. But that was a cartoon, a meme too. But... They, they, may, they may do that, and, and, uh, but we all have something different about us. But if we're created in the image of God, then what can it be that is like us and like God? And that is our spirit. That is our spirit. Now, scriptures tell us that God created us in his image. And then it says that he made man from the dust of the earth. He made man. There's a difference in being created and being made. Being created is something that comes from nothing. It's something that comes from nothing. Being made means there's something there and you take something and you form something else with it. God formed our bodies out of the dust as a, as a place, a dwelling place, a temple for the Spirit of God to live and to dwell. I never looked at it that way before. I have never looked at it that way, for, that way before. But when you stop and think about it, it, that's true. Our spirit is made in the image of created in the image of God. Our spirit is created in the image of God. Now when we think about what God has done within us and how God has blessed us and how God gives us the willpower and the, and, and the, and the willingness to move forward in him. And we think about God, I want to be more and more like you. Change my heart, oh God. We say that this morning. Change my heart, oh God. Help me be more like you. How? Can God change our hearts to be more like him? We must be willing. 
Now, the scriptures tell us that God gave, gave man dominion, humankind, dominion to be politically correct like this, gave, gave, gave us dominion over all the earth, all the things of the earth, everything that walked on it, everything that crawled on it, the fish of the sea. We had dominion and power and authority over those things. And then Eve saw this apple and gave it to Adam and he ate it and they got scared and they ran and hid and God said, where are you? God knew where they were. We heard this yesterday. I heard this yesterday. God knew where they were. He said, what did you do with your spirit? What did you do with your spirit? I gave you what you needed and you messed up. I gave you what you needed and you messed up. And then years and years and years pass and the Old Testament, the whole Old Testament goes through and then we get to the New Testament and then what happens? God looked at us and said, man, they've made a mess out of things. I think today he's looking at us and he's saying, man, they've made a mess out of things all over again. But God looked at the earth and said, they've made a mess out of things. I've got to be able to relate to them some way other than in the Spirit. And he sent the greatest gift he could ever send us in his son, Jesus Christ. To be made what? Man. So that God could walk among us and we could see God through his son, Jesus Christ. He had to have that body because we were too wrapped up in the physical things and we couldn't get it through with the spiritual things. Now when God made Adam and Eve... And he said, I give you power and authority over all the earth, over every living thing, and over everything that crawls, the creepy things. What is Satan in this world? When we look at something and we see evil, what do we say? The first thing, boy, that is creepy. Over the creeping things of the world, God has given us authority and dominion that we can stomp the head of, the, of Satan. He has no authority over us as Christians. But we have to accept that authority that God has given to us or we'll go down just like the rest of them. But God has given us authority to walk over the serpents of the world, to walk over the evilness of the world. God has given us as Christians that authority, but we have to accept that authority for ourselves. I've told you all about it, and I'll tell you all, all probably every week that we're doing this, uh, I'm doing this book study I will probably tell you every week that God, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't accept the authority that God had given me to lead. Because I thought I was not worthy. I thought I wasn't good enough and I wasn't smart enough and I wasn't all those things. I was not good enough to lead the church. And to be honest with you, especially this church. And then when my coach taught me what it meant for me to have the authority to preach the word of God and to lead and to be in leadership and to lead the church through, through difficult times, through hard times, and to be able to stand firm in what I believe, I began to accept that authority and to preach the word of God. I felt I always preached it, but I began to preach it more with authority, more than I know what I'm doing because God has given it to me. And church, we must be the same way. We must be with authority when we go outside of these doors. We must speak with authority and act with authority. Now, that doesn't mean we're snooty and we're better than anybody else. It means that we have the power of God upon our lives and he has given us the authority to be his dis disciples, to go out and to make disciples for the wor in, in the world. 
I don't care what name is on the outside of the church. I don't care if it's Wesleyan, if it's Methodist, if it's United Methodist, if it's Baptist, if it's Assembly of God. I don't care what name is on the outside of the church. The church must take the authority that God has given to trample the evilness of the world or will be overtaken by it. And it is our choice. It is our choice, Christians, what are we going to choose? What are we going to choose? Are we going to choose to accept that authority that God has given to us? Or are we going to shy away from it and go hide like Adam did and say, I don't want to be seen because I have failed you, God? God knows where we are. He knows we failed him. But he also knows that he loves us enough to pick us back up and to say, let's go. We've got a job to do. We've got a job to do. Our job is through the authority that Jesus Christ has given to us. When he came to this earth as a baby, he brought that authority to us that we had so long ago neglected. And church, I'm afraid that we're neglecting that authority again and we're running and hiding because we don't want to face anything that's against us. I've never seen, there's never, before social media, I've never seen so much negative about Christianity in my whole life than what I see today. And are we going to cower to it or are we going to stand firm against it? Are we going to accept the authority that God has given us when he created us in his image? With his spirit, he created us to be like him. To be able to trample and have dominion and rule over all the earth and all the things that inhabit it. Are we going to grunt and we're going to hide and we're going to say, God, I failed you. I'm so sorry. And stick our head under a pew or under a seat or something. We're going to be bold. Are we going to go before the throne of God and we're going to bow down to him? We say, I'm sorry for what I have done. Now give me the strength to get up and go forward. Give me that power. Give me that, that, that strength that I can use to, to stand on my own two feet and to go forward with, with your love and with your mercy and with your grace that we need to extend to all people. When I was a kid, I was a coward. I was a coward in many ways. I didn't know anything about any authority of Jesus. I didn't know anything about being created by the Spirit of God in His image. When I grew up, I was a coward. I was a coward because I was afraid. All of my life. That I wasn't good enough. 
I was a coward that if I said something that someone didn't agree with, that they wouldn't like me. And there'd be the end of our friendship if you called it that. I met Sandy and after we decided it was okay to like each other, we fell in love. And we got married and we married just before Christmas. And I was a coward because her mom had bought her all this makeup. And I looked at that makeup and I thought I could never buy her makeup. I will never be able to support my wife. And I was a coward. I don't think I've ever told her this, but the thought went through my mind, we could just get a divorce. And she can marry someone that can support her. Because I can't buy her makeup. Now, I didn't know that her mom had bought her enough makeup to last her a year. I thought that was a month's worth or something. <laughs> and it's been true a lot of times I hadn't been able to support her the way I wanted to. And as God has opened my eyes, I see that I don't need to be a coward anymore. With your help, I could buy her makeup. With your help, I have learned that it's okay to say something that you may not agree with, and you're going to love me anyway. With your help, as people of God, I have learned that if I say something that you, that you don't like, it's okay that you don't like it. And as much as it hurts me to say, it's okay that you don't like me. I think most of you do. Oh, you wouldn't be here. You'd go somewhere else. But what I have learned in 20, almost 20 years of ministry is that as I accept the authority of God, so does my church that I'm serving. The church is as strong as the leader that is leading it. And if I cannot be strong enough to quit being a coward and to stand up against the things of the devil, neither can the church that I am leading. And then I need to be afraid and a coward of going before my God. And him saying to me, Daryl, why didn't you lead your church with authority? The authority that I have given to you so that they could have the authority to trample the things and the evilness of the world that they face every day. I've taken that authority. Not because of who I am, 
but because of whose I am. No longer will I live in fear of what man thinks, but what God thinks. And church, you must accept that same authority. You must accept that same authority to go out and to conquer the world around you for Jesus Christ. Not because you're better than anyone else. Simply because you have the authority that God has given to you to trample the evil of the world. On my way back from a meeting, I was talking to someone. I was riding with me yesterday, and we talked about sin in the world and the sin that has overtaken people. And I said, you know what? I love people. I love everybody. I don't care if they're a drug addict. I don't care if they're an alcoholic. I don't care what their sin is. I love them. And they said something that reminded me of my grandfather. They said, you, 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 you love the sinner, but you hate the sin. I said, that's right. My grandfather used to say, you love the person, but you hate their low-down ways. God created us in his image. And then he made our bodies to put his image into. When we look in the mirror, we see us. When we look in the mirror, what we see, what reflects within that mirror is us. That body that was made from the, from the dust that maybe came out of some little boy underneath some little boy's desk. But within us is the authority of God through the Spirit that dwells within us. It is our Spirit, the Spirit of God within us that gives us the authority To do his work. It's not our broken down bodies. Our skinny bodies, our fat bodies, our fit bodies, our unfit bodies. But it is the spirit of God within us. That gives us the authority to move upon his word. To fulfill his calling in our life. To live, to breathe and to have our being in Christ Jesus. We are created through our spirits to be like Christ, to be like God. And we didn't get it. So he sent his son to walk among us. And for a while we got it. And now we wonder, we doubt, where is God in our world? And with the authority of Jesus Christ, God is within each one of you.
to be his hands and his feet, to be his body that the world will see, to be his heart that the world will feel. But we must take God's authority to be who he wants us to be. Change my heart, O oh God. Change my heart, O oh God. May I be like you. May I be like you. It was a lady that was studying her scripture. And she came across his scripture. And it said, From the dust you came, to the dust you shall return. Return. And she said, That's why I don't dust anymore. Because they could be my relative. Let's pray. Dear God, heal our cowardness. Heal our brokenness in spirit. Heal our physical selves that we may be strong and go forth with the authority that you have given to us to be your people, to be your people and to have the authority to trample upon evil in this world. Open our eyes to see that which is evil. Open our eyes to see that which is evil, Lord, that we can stand against and give us boldness to stand against that evilness. Change our hearts, God. Let us get rid of our own agendas. And let us walk our life in your agenda. To bring light to a dark world. To walk with authority and spirit that you have given to us. To walk in boldness and newness. To walk with love and compassion. To walk with our arms outstretched to those who are hurting God. Just as Jesus stretched out his arms. To be nailed to that cross for a hurting and dying world. May you stretch our arms. To reach out to that world that he died for. Change our hearts. Oh God, may I be like you. The altars are open as we stand and sing our closing hymn. The altars are open and you may come and pray all you want to.